program this morning especially for television for our television audience and there's a reason for that we want our television audience to know who Warunga Seventh-day Adventist Church is what Warunga Seventh-day Adventist Church believes and what Warunga Seventh-day Adventist Church offers to our community and before we get into this program I just wanted to share with you for a few moments a short story in the Bible which I think encapsulates what this church in Sydney represents. It's a great little story and it's only a little one. I hope you enjoy it. It's found in Luke chapter 8 and it's only three or four verses long. Luke chapter 8 verse 22 through to 25. I'm going to read the story straight from the word and then I'm going to come back and share with you what it means to us as a church this morning. And oh, I do like this story. Verse 22 to 25, in fact, it's one of my favourite in all the Bible. It reads like this. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and they set out. Verse 23, as they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and raging waters. The storm subsided and all was calm. Then he turned to his disciples. Where, where is your faith? In fear and amazement, they asked one another, who is this? He commands even the winds and water and they obey him. Yes, Jesus was a very amazing person. He could command even the winds and water, the weather, to obey him. In fact, we need Jesus here in Australia because Jesus could very well say to the clouds, rain, and it would rain, and we could see this terrible drought end. But what has that story got to do with who and what Wurunga Seventh-day Adventist Church is? Well, let's look at it. Luke chapter 8 verse 22, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. We are a church that is going to the other side of the lake. We are a church that is on our way to heaven. And we believe that the church is the boat. And if we get into the boat with Jesus, then we can sail across the lake all the way to heaven. Verse 23. As they sailed, Jesus fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. I want to tell you that our world is experiencing great storms. Everywhere you look, there's trouble, there's trials. The church is a boat. I would rather be in the boat than out of the boat in the storm. You get out of the boat, you're in trouble. You're in the boat, well, at least you've got a chance of survival, especially, especially when Jesus is in the boat, when Jesus is in the church with you. And I want to tell you out there, those of you watching television, if you're looking for a church to join, you better join a church where Jesus is. Don't worry so much about the fancy worship styles. Don't worry so much about the powerful preaching. You look for a church where Jesus is. And how do you know you're in a church where Jesus is? It's a church that opens the Bible. It's a church that teaches the Bible. And I want to tell you this morning, it's a church that obeys the Bible. That is the test. 
And so we are in a world where there are great storms everywhere. But the church, the boat, has Jesus in it. And if, with Jesus as the captain, there's no reason why we can't sail through these storms. The disciples, verse 24, they went to Jesus. They woke him and they said, Master, Master, we're going to drown. And he got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided and there was calm and peace. Let me tell you, if you're in the church and if Jesus is in the church, no matter how bad things get in the world, you will be okay. And praise God, I humbly say, and I've got to say it humbly because it's only because he chooses to, Jesus, Jesus is in this church. And as we go through the storms of life, as we face droughts, as we look at terrorism, as we're faced by wars, as we're threatened by all sorts of calamities, the church, this church, is a good place to be. Because you can come here every Sabbath morning at 11am and you can listen to the teaching of God's word and you can leave this place in peace. No matter how great the storm is in your life, no matter how great the storm is in the world, if Jesus, who is in the church, is in your heart and in your life, you will sail through. That's a fact. That's what this church, Wurunga Seventh-day Adventist Church, offers. The disciples went and woke him saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and he rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided and all was calm. And then he said to them, where is your faith? Jesus got a little bit upset with the disciples. He said, hey, I'm in the boat. I'm in the church. Yeah, there is a storm. Yeah, it is raging. But I'm here with you. You will be okay. I have already told you we are going to the other side. Jesus has already told this church we are going to the other side. We are going to heaven. And if you're in the boat, if you have Jesus in your heart, if Jesus is by your side, if you're worshipping him Sabbath by Sabbath, then you are, you can be sure, going to the other side. And that's what this church and that's what any church with Jesus in it should be doing for you. So what is Warunga Seventh-day Adventist Church? We're a church of sinners. We're a church full of people who are struggling. But we pray and we have Jesus, the Saviour, in our midst. He is the captain of the boat. And through these troubled times, and oh, we do indeed live in troubled times, Jesus will captain that boat right through to the other side. Yeah, we're hanging on in the storm. Some of us are desperate, but Jesus is there, and we know if we hold on to him, that in this church, studying his word with Jesus as our captain, we will go through. And so that story this morning, it encapsulates very succinctly to me, what Warunga Seventh-day Adventist Church is. It is a boat. It is a boat with Jesus in it as the captain who will lead us all the way to the kingdom. So why do I share this with you? Because I'm inviting you to come and get in the boat with us. Let Jesus be your captain. And as this world falls down around your ears, let Jesus pilot you right through to heaven. Oh, it's the finest experience. And I wish it for each of you, and I wish it for you who are watching this on television. God bless you. The story of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and particularly Warunga Church, is a very interesting one. The Seventh-day Adventist Church began in America in 1863. 
It was a movement of Protestants, Baptist, Presbyterian, Methodist and Congregational. And it was only a very small movement to begin with. It was a Bible-based movement. In fact, one of the things that sets the Seventh-day Adventist Church apart from many others is our strict adherence to the Bible and what the Bible has to say. At the beginning of our movement, it was only a very small church, perhaps only a few dozen people. But as time went on, more and more people joined the Seventh-day Adventist Church until it became a mighty movement of over 14 million people worldwide. In fact, every Saturday, Sabbath, over 20 million people in this world go to church in a Seventh-day Adventist Church. Perhaps some of the doctrines that set the Seventh-day Adventist Church apart are the fact that we go to church on Sabbath. In fact, the Sabbath goes from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset, a biblical concept. And we as a church believe in what the Bible says on the Sabbath. And so you will find Seventh-day Adventists around the world worshipping together on any given Saturday. We believe in the literal second coming of Jesus. We think Jesus is coming soon and we're looking forward to that. And we believe in soul sleep. In fact, the Bible tells us very clearly that when you die, you sleep, and if you love Jesus, you wait until he comes again. Amen. As I've already said, over 14 million people call themselves Seventh-day Adventists today. In Australia, the country we live in, 60,000 people go to church every Sabbath. In Sydney, over 8,000 people every Sabbath will be found in over 60 Seventh-day Adventist churches across the city. Warunga, this beautiful church that we worship in, has a membership between four and six hundred every Sabbath. And so we're not a particularly large church. However, our church is an old church. It is over a hundred years old. During that one hundred years, we have had two church buildings. The current building that we now worship in is over 50 years old and is a beautiful church that seats somewhere between a thousand and twelve hundred people. The Seventh-day Adventist Church is a Protestant church. And so if you were to come into our church here at Warunga to worship with us, you would find that our worship is based on the Protestant model. Music is a very important part of our worship service. We have choirs and orchestras. Often we have people up the front singing in solos, sometimes as groups. It's, it's a beautiful experience as you listen to music that is dedicated to God and being sung to His glory. Our worship services are simple affairs. Prayer is also a very important part of our worship service. Dear Lord, we just thank you that we can come into your presence this morning. We believe that as a congregation when we come before God, that we bring him our trials and our troubles and we share with him our joys. And it is a wonderful experience to have God come down as we pray into the church, accept our worship and be with us. I'm going to tell you another story about Marty today. Now, this is a recent story. I want to show you my Bible. This is my favorite Bible. It's my favorite Bible because it's the Bible I preach out of and see how it's got all marks on it and it's worn out. But also, my favorite thing about this... One of the highlights of our worship service is the children's story. We ask the children to come to the front and we get different people coming and telling stories to the children that lead them to Jesus. Our children are a very important part of our church. And because of that, 
we cater for them in two very special groups. Adventurous is a club designed for children four to nine years of age. They do all sorts of activities and they meet at least once a month. They involve themselves in camps and games, they make crafts and they just have a wonderful time together. Every adventurer will tell you that their favourite part of church is the adventurer meeting when they meet together. So as I give you these badges, I'm also going to give you a command if you like that you're going to live next year a better person for what you've learned this year. Do you understand that? Do you think you can do it? Alright, I'm going to ask God to bless you. Keep the badges carefully, don't lose them. Make sure you get them home. The ancients at Level 3's we'll be talking about today are Noah, Abraham, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, Samson and David. These are people just like us. And the record of their faith experience is in the Bible to help us whenever we too struggle with the uncertainty of the unknown and unseen. All of these Bible ancients had one thing in common. They all blindly held on to Jesus, who is the source of faith. Pathfinders, a group based loosely on scouts, is for our young people 10 to 15 years of age. It's open to the community too. And many children from the community come and join our Pathfinder groups. Pathfinders meets in our hall two times a month. In Pathfinders they do all sorts of activities. Campouts, camperies, where they get together with other Pathfinder clubs from all over Australia. Sometimes all over Australia, New Zealand and the Pacific and at times they meet in camperies where the entire Pathfinder movement from around the world comes together and over 30,000, 40,000 Pathfinders can be all together at once in a campery or if you like jamboree situation where they have just a wonderful time. In Pathfinders they also do honours. In honours they learn different skills, it could be bushcraft, could be water skiing, could be fishing, could be camping could be making candles. All sorts of different activities and learning activities are experienced in the honour system. Pathfinders is a great, great time for our young people and often as young people come to the end of their experience with Pathfinders they go on to become counsellors and leaders in the Pathfinder movement. Youth work and young people are very important to our church. Six years ago there were hardly any young people at Warunga Seventh-day Adventist Church. But through our youth work and through the blessings and the grace of God, there are over 200 young people now worshipping at Warunga Seventh-day Adventist Church. And they're looked after by four youth pastors. Young men, all under 25 years of age, who are still studying to become ministers at Avondale College. These young men have been a great blessing to our youth work and have certainly been very instrumental in the fast and rapid growth of young people at Barunga Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our worship services and our program is designed for young people and we are very blessed and are very grateful that God has blessed us with so many young people. Our worship service on Sabbath, which is Saturday, consists of two programs. 
Sabbath school is an important time for Seventh-day Adventists. It starts at 9.20am on Saturday morning and it's loosely based on Sunday school of the old Protestant churches. We get together and the main component of Sabbath school is where people meet in groups, sit down with their Bibles open and discuss different areas of the scripture. It's an exciting time and a wonderful, vibrant time of Bible study, of learning. Not only do the adults meet for Sabbath school and in Sabbath school classes, but we have specialised children's Sabbath school departments where we look after the kindies, cradle roll, primary, junior and teens. They meet together and it's really a great time of singing, of Bible stories, of uh, all sorts of different activities and our children really do enjoy Sabbath school every Sabbath morning. Dear Jesus, thank you for giving us a great story about how you are friends to all and help us to be friends to all the um, people that we come in contact with, with our brothers and sisters and mums and dads and our animals too, help us to look after them. So close us now, watch over us this weekend. The church service starts at 11am. That is a preaching service where we take an area of scripture and a preacher with the Spirit of the Lord moving upon him opens that area of scripture for the congregation. It also is a wonderful time of worship and it's much enjoyed by those who choose to attend Wurrunga Church. Every week after church we have a luncheon where we get together People bring along food, we join it all together and we eat together after we've worshipped together. This is a great time of fellowship and it's a growing ministry in our church and we really do encourage visitors to come and eat with us. Once a year for the community, our church runs what we call a VBS. This is a holiday program for children. Last year over 120 children from our community came to our VBS program. There they had stories and activities and games and movies. We just had a wonderful, wonderful time. And each year our holiday program for children grows bigger and bigger and bigger. Fun for Kids is our playgroup. It is a community-based playgroup run by a fully qualified educator. And every Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday mornings between 10 and 12, you will find 30 to 40 children with their mothers meeting and having a great fun time. Wurrunga Seventh-day Adventist Church is a Bible-based, family-friendly community church. God is present. He is in our worship experience and we would love you to share that with us.
everybody is spiritually alive. They're looking for answers. And that's why the devil is flooding all kinds of answers out there. What he doesn't want them to discover is that Jesus is coming back soon. He wants us to keep it a secret. He knows that if God's people will sleep a little longer, they are lost because he has them. And the devil's worst nightmare, the absolute worst nightmare for Satan is God's people waking up. That's why Sister White said, I have a message from God for his people. Wake up! Guess what? I would like to tell you right now, the bridegroom is coming. Let us go forth to meet him! I guess that demonstrates to us again that Jesus is not here to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. That he's not ashamed to call any of us his family, no matter what mistakes he might have made. And that he's in the business of giving hope to the hopeless, giving help to the helpless, and of lifting people who are smart enough to realize how much they need a God, and encouraging them, and giving them the eternal happy ending that they're looking for. Hey, why shouldn't that be you? I believe he's saved, Heidi. I believe I buried a woman who found Jesus just in time. So oh, great. I'm glad to know that story, Pastor, because you said you're going to have a little altar call. So obviously that means I don't have to come now. I can wait till my dying day, and then I'm coming to Jesus. You know what, my friend? If you do that, you are, you are stupid as you sound. How do you know you have your dying day that's going to be there with your little pinky that's able to move? You have no idea when your life is going to come to an end. Don't you give me this rubbish about, I'll wait until the end and then I'll say, Jesus, remember me? If you have a mind that's working now, behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, today is the day of salvation. Don't you dare put it off. He is the generous. Are you envious because I'm so generous? Does that bother you that God saved Heidi in the last breath of her life? Are you like Jonah saying, Puck, I have worked so hard for you. I've stood up for 28 fundamental beliefs and you save a woman with a little wave of a pinky. What kind of an employer are you? You have no, you have no beef with God. Your beef is with the devil. Let God be God. Let him be as generous as he chooses to be. And let him save every man, woman and child that will raise a pinky to him in the end that as we have looked at this wonderful, wonderful prophecy, we haven't had enough time to go and to give the whole essence of it. But as we've looked at it and looked at the accuracies and looked at how the Bible has predicted the date, very date Jesus would be anointed and the very date he'd be crucified with surety and a wonderful confidence that we can have in Scripture. Jesus calls us to do something else. The same words are written with the same spirit that have given us such assurance that we have a more sure word of, of prophecy. Jesus has a message for us with inspired words as well. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians verse 10, There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But what God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. The first thing I learned about God this week is that despite the things that happen in our life, despite the things that come our way, and despite the tragedies, the sadnesses, the joys, and the problems that we come up against, God is always faithful and will with the problems, the temptations, the trials make a way for us to be able to stand 
through these things. But we must remember that God is faithful and believing that, move forward.